in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 8, going through verse 14. Luke tells us this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Back in the uh, early 80s, I believe it was, uh, Steve Jobs introduced the Apple or the iPhone at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. And when he made that presentation, he uh, sort of what they'll say in the marketing world sent the benchmark for how you should debut items, how you should launch new products. But I would argue that maybe even as spectacular as people think that presentation was, I would say that Steve Jobs was outdone by our God almost 2,000 years earlier when God said, it's time to send my son into the world and I am launching him into the world to live and dwell with you and be flesh among you. When God sent Jesus into the world, he, he said, my son is coming, and God sent that news to shepherds living out in fields, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. That is quite a way to make an announcement, to send an angel of the Lord with the glory of God to these shepherds. I mean, seeing an angel, I think, in the daylight would be enough, right? The angel with the glory of God. We read in the scriptures that God's glory is always presented with with an incredible light. In fact, we're told in Revelation that in God there is so much light that that in, in heaven we will not need a sun. Think about that. That's the light, the brightness, the glory of God. Can you, can you wrap your minds around that for a minute? And, and to see that, not just for a little blip, but all in the daylight, it be something. But this was going from pitch black to boom! The glory of God like that. Can you wrap your minds around what these shepherds were feeling? And there they were, in the fields, an angel boom before them the sky lights up and it says the glory of the lord was all around them and the the scriptures tell us that at that moment these shepherds were terrified they were terrified first of all this is this is god coming to earth and he lands with these shepherds and shepherds are not the upper crust of jewish society Shepherds are not the ones who live in Jerusalem who are set on making sure that they're bathing regularly in the mikvah 
and making sure that they're there offering their sacrifices so their lives are, are right with God. These are the shepherds who are out in the field, who are unclean. Most think they were uneducated. And here they are sitting around their campfire late at night or early in the morning, probably having down a few jugs of wine in the middle of a crass joke or two, and then boom, the glory of the Lord shows up. And they were terrified. I mean, can you imagine that? The full-on presence of God, the glory of the Lord, the full-on unadulterated presence of God, his complete omnipotence, his, his, his unblemished righteousness, his unchecked perfection, everything that makes God transcendent and makes him holy and set apart from us that makes him this righteous God. I mean, imagine this. Everything that makes God, God showed up to these shepherds in this moment on in this field to announce that the Savior has come and they were terrified. I think I would be too. I think I'd be terrified too. Because the scriptures also tell us that when the glory of God appears, the scriptures say this, that it's like a refining fire. A refining fire. Now, I'm not much into, I don't watch much metallurgy shows, but I do know from what little science that I have had that when you heat up a metal, you heat it up to refine it, and then all the, the dregs and all the, the impurities and all that's ugly rises to the top, and then you scoop that off. And so you have just what's pure gold or pure silver. So you refine the metal and get rid of all that is, that is sin. So think about it again. The shepherds, us, having to sit before the glory of the Lord, the refining presence of the Lord. And in that moment, the shepherds are going to realize that God is God and we are sinful people. The Bibles tell us that the wages of sin is death and that none of us, none of us is free from sin. That all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Oh, not me. I'm a good, I'm a good righteous. No, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so that we are lost in our sin, that we are sinful people. And when the glory of the Lord shows up and confronts you and starts to refine you, what is left, what, what is left to be, to, to, um, after you scoop everything out? Nothing. Because we're sinful people. Through and through, we come into this world, sinful people. So if you start refining us, you start refining the shepherds, what's left? You got nothing to present before God except sin. In the glory of the Lord, all that's going to be reflected back to the glory of God is sin. There it is. And these shepherds, I believe, in that moment, when that angel showed up, and they're standing face to face with the glory of the Lord, they realized in that reflection how sinful they were, and they dropped to the ground, and they were terrified because they knew that God, in his holiness, could look at them 
and judge them and bring his wrath upon them, and rightly so, because they were sinful people. He was righteous, and to exert his justice, he could punish them and bring death. The wages of sin is death. And they were terrified. And I don't think this is just like, oh, I'm scared. You know, like when somebody goes, boo, and you're like, oh, I'm scared. This was terrified. I, I saw an example of this, I believe, like this. I watched on, on Netflix the uh, new remake of The Battle of the Bulge. And it's that story uh, of that, the, uh, the trench warfare there uh, in the World War. And what there was this one candidate that they were uh, profiling, and his general, you know, or sergeant, said to him, get ready to charge. Okay, here's your trench. Out there by the Christmas tree is the other trench in the middle is, is no man's land. And you're going to charge over to their trenches, which I, essentially means that pretty much 95% of you are going to die. You're going to get bombed. You're going to get shot at. You're not going to survive running across. But somehow we think this is a good idea, and we're going to go do it. And this guy, when he got that news, he was terrified. Terrified to the point where he laid down in the trench, in the mud, curled up in a ball. His body was shaking. He was sobbing because he knew what was facing him, his death. And he just lay there. And I think that's the terrified that these shepherds had. Because they were face to face with God Almighty, the glory of the Lord, and their sin was revealed in them, and they realized the judgment that was coming upon them, and they were terrified. Merry Christmas. <laughs> they were terrified. Verse 10. But, oh, here's the gospel. Our God does this all the time. The story's going one way. And our God in his great love and mercy turns the story another way. Because we are but people as God's followers. And here we go. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. What is the good news? Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Wait a minute. Let's hold on to that. What? What's been, a Savior has been born to us? Start letting that percolate if you're one of those shepherds. There you are. You're curled up in the ball. You are, you are thinking you're dying. You're thinking you're faced the judgment of, of this God. And all of a sudden you're told, a Savior is coming. What? Not for me. I'm a sinner. No, a Savior is coming. A Savior is coming. He is, he's going to be born to you, and he is the Messiah. He is Messiah is the word for Savior, the anointed one, the one God sent. God sent a Messiah, his son, Christ the Lord, to be your Savior. So I'm not going to die? So I'm not going to face the wrath? I'm not going to face the judgment of God? No! God is sending you a Savior. You don't have to face the judgment of God. God is sending you a Savior. He's going to rescue me from my sin? Yes! God is sending his son into the world to to be sin and he's going to go to the cross and he's going to take 
on our sins and be punished for our sins. He's going to take on the wrath of God. He's going to do that because he's the only one who can because he was perfect. So he could take that on himself and then exchange, give us his holiness and his righteousness so that we could stand before the glory of God in the very presence of Jesus, with Jesus, covered with Jesus. And when God looks at us and sees us covered with Jesus, he sees holiness. It's called a great exchange. Jesus takes my sin. He became sin to do what I could not do for myself. God did it for me. He became sin so that I could become the righteousness of God. It's a savior. That savior is coming for me. Yes, that savior is coming for me. Can you imagine what kind of news that would be? That would be Good news, would it not? Good news, and what would start stirring up in your stomach? You've been in this little fetal position, <laughs> down here in the mud, shaking and shivering because you know you're going to face the wrath of God. But a Savior has come and took your place. That's good news of great joy. Wrap your minds around this. I mean, this is not just a Savior who... You're in Grand Haven, and you're caught in a riptide, and you're like, help, help, and they throw you a life ring from, from, the, from the pier and pull you back in. This is, you have jumped off the pier, you have drowned in the rip current, your body is on the bottom of the lake, you have no air in you, the fish are already picking at your eyeballs, because for some reason that's what fish do. And, and there you are, and then somebody in that condition grabs you, pulls you up, breathes life back into you, and saves you. From death to life. That's the Savior. That's what Jesus has done for us. That's who God sent for us. We're but people. It is good news of great joy. For who? For all people so I gotta tell you if you're here today and you're in all people which it looks like to me we're all people this is for you this is good news for you and I want you to hear it this morning because that's what this Christmas event is all about and then as they hear that good news suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying the sky lights up with the, all the angels of heaven say, oh my goodness, this is our God. He is so merciful. He is so loving. He is so glorious. Look what our God is doing for his people. He promised it way over six, seven hundred years ago, and, and he is delivering on his promise. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Not yet. Peace. Right? I'm curled up in the ball. Why? I'm facing the wrath and judgment of God. But the good news is, God sent Jesus for me so I don't have to, so I can come and stand before God, not in fear, not terrified, but I can stand before God in peace. Peace with God. Wow, this story took a turn, didn't it? From terrified to peace. And this is interesting because in the culture in this day, when... Uh, uh, maybe a, a baby was born to someone um, 
of, uh, in the emperor's family, this baby would be a future emperor, and that baby would be born. And so the, a poet or an orator would, would take to the, uh, to the stage in the middle of the city and go, oh, it's a great day for all of us here in Rome, because today a baby has been born, the emperor, who will be a future emperor, and he will bring us peace. That's for the emperor, who they thought was the greatest and mightiest who could bring peace on earth. And God said, not a chance. Not a chance. My son is the one who brings peace. And I'm going to do better than that poet in that order. I'm sending the whole heavenly host to announce it to all people that they can walk in peace. And so, friends, I want you to hear this story today. And maybe as you look at the manger this, this Christmas season, maybe for a moment, let it hit you in the pit of the stomach that God is coming to dwell with us. Oh my goodness. And, and, and own that we are sinful people. But then quickly hear the angel who say, do not be afraid, for I have good news of great joy for you. A Savior has been born. And today, if you reach out and you say, yes, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior, then we can be people who do not live in fear and in dread, but we can be people who live in hope and peace and joy. May you know the good news of great joy today. God, I want to thank you for the story that you have preserved here for us, and we hear it year after year. God, but it is such an amazing story. It is such an incredible story. And may we just live in this story today, God. We want to pray that all of us would have ears to hear this story and eyes to see and place ourselves in this story. And if, God, if we are one of those today that is curled up like that shepherd, I want to pray for those today, God, that they would just reach out and say, Jesus, I receive you. I accept your gift. I realize I'm lost without you, and I want to bring you into my heart and into my life. Will you come save me? Because nothing here in this world can save me. Not even the power of an emperor, the power of a government, the power of a king. There's nothing on earth. It's only the name of Jesus that saves us. And God, we just are grateful for that. And in this season, we marvel at that. That you, our God, loved us enough to leave the very glory of heaven to leave the very throne of heaven and come and live and dwell among us to save us. God, who would do that? You did that. Our great God, our loving God, our God who brings us the joy of this season. 